Pastor Nick Monsma from Fresno Christian Reformed Church. This is the weekly cleanup from Sunday's sermon, where I return to the topic of the sermon and dig a little bit deeper. Today I'm talking about a sermon that I preached on February 14th, 2021 on 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And I read the whole chapter for that sermon, and I thought that the theme was going to be about unity and division in the church. And I, I mentioned this in, in the sermon, but it actually ended up being about what makes the church really special, what makes the local congregation really something. And the theme was that the the church, what makes the church something is not what makes our own congregation unique or to stand out to the world, but what makes the church, any local congregation, really something is that it is like the garden that where God the Father walks in the cool of the day. It is the temple of God built on the foundation of the forgiving and holy Jesus Christ and in which the Holy Spirit resides. So that, w- that was the theme of the sermon. And today I want to follow up on that by actually making some, some general comments on the whole series. Uh, and specifically on some distinctions that we have to make whenever we talk about the church, whenever we use that phrase or that word, the church, and we say the church this or the church that. Uh, I've said those sorts of things a lot over the last few weeks, right? I'm doing a sermon series on what it means to belong to the church. So obviously a number of times I've said, hey, the church this or something about the church. And I'm sure that there have been for many of you moments where I said something in a sermon or in one of these cleanup podcasts about the church, and it, you found yourself thinking, being taken aback a little bit and thinking, wait a minute, is that true? Is what he said about the church really true? And sometimes, I think sometimes this this confusion or this questioning results from understanding in the word church something a little bit different than what somebody else is understanding because there are a few different ways we can use the word church so i want to just make some distinctions with you in this sermon cleanup podcast the first one is the distinction between the church universal and the local congregation so sometimes sometimes when we say something like well that person left the church it's, it's not clear which one we mean. Do we mean the local congregation or do we mean the universal church? Do we mean that they have walked away from this particular congregation or joined another church? Or do, you mean, do we mean that they walked away from the church at large and, and they no longer want anything to do with Christianity? See, th- so there's that distinction between the universal church and the local congregation. But when we use the term church, we, we might mean either one. There's, there's also a distinction between the visible church and the invisible church. And this is, this is really an important distinction whenever we're talking about personal salvation. So when I say something like, everyone in the church has confessed their sins and had their for, sins forgiven by the blood of Jesus. Uh, some people might hear that and they might think something's off about that. They might say, wait a minute, isn't it possible that some of the people here in this church, uh, for some of them, even people who are maybe here in the pews every Sunday, isn't it possible that some of them haven't confessed their sins and really aren't saved? They're just appearing to be to be Christians? And yes, that is possible. See, when, when I say there are unbelievers in the church, what I mean is the visible church, the church that we see, the church as it appears 
as it as it appears composed to us when we look at the outside at who say shows up on Sunday or who is on the membership rolls or who says they're a Christian when you ask them and so on. That's the visible church, the church as we can see it. But the truth is that only God sees into people's hearts and knows who has repented and who has put saving faith in Jesus. And so only and only God knows whose names are written in the book of life. That is the invisible church. The church, when it means the, the, the group of those people who have salvation in Jesus Christ. And, and its precise membership is actually invisible to us. It's only visible to God. And so that's how it can be true on the one hand, that everybody who is in the church, the invisible church, has put their faith in Jesus Christ and is forgiven by, in his blood and at the same time, it's also true that there can be unbelievers in the church, because then I mean the visible church. So you see, hope, hope you see that distinction. And there's, uh, so there's one other distinction that I want to make, and that's a distinction between the church as an organism and the institution of the church. And this distinction is really important when we talk about what the church does, the activity of the church. So uh, a person can say, Hey, the church really ought to be involved in that, that effort to fight homelessness. And one person might hear that, that, oh, we should be seeing members of our church volunteering there for that organization. Another person, when they hear that, hey, the church ought to be involved in that effort to fight homelessness, thinks, well, that means we ought to see this on the council agenda and the church ought to be involved in that way. And when, when we're thinking just about the, the body of Christ, the people of the church working together, when we say hey, the church ought to be involved there and all we're imagining is that individuals from the church should be there putting in their effort, we're using that word, the church, to refer to the organism of the church, the body of Christ. But when we are talking about the minister and the elders and deacons and the council and the committees and the budget and the staff and so on, when we use the word church in that sense, oh, the church ought to be involved in that effort, meaning that it ought to be on agendas and we ought to be sending checks and, and so on, then we're for referring to the institution of the church. And that's a distinction that can also get confusing sometimes when, when some people expect that the church as an institution is going to be doing something and somebody else expects that the church as an organism is going to be doing it. Well, I just gave you six overlapping definitions of the word church and you should understand that it's not the case that one of these is the correct meaning of the term and the others are wrong or something. They are all correct ways to use the word, but they don't all mean the same thing. The word church can mean a variety of slightly different things. And often when we find that the teaching of the Bible about what the church is, when we find that it's confusing, the reason is that we're thinking of what the word the church means in a little different way than what the Bible is teaching. So a good example is that that idea that I started this series off with, that there is no salvation outside the church. Well, that is true if we're thinking of the word church in a certain sense, but it's not true if we're thinking of the church in another sense. For example, if we're thinking of the church as uh, our own local congregation, well, there's absolutely salvation outside of Fresno Christian Reformed Church, but there is not salvation outside of the group of those who put their faith in Jesus Christ and receive forgiveness in his name. So 
that's that's how these different meanings of the word church can often cause confusion when we talk about what the church is and, as this series was about, what it means to belong to the church. Well, that is the cleanup for this week. Uh, you can find the links to this sermon, to all the sermons in this series, and uh, you can find more information about our church at fresnocrc.org. Thank you.